0: Hello and welcome to another of Political Yeti's Politics podcasts. I'm James Miller and this week I'm joined by Stuart MacDonald, SNP defence spokesman and MP for blank because I was going to ask him before we started and I forgot. It's Glasgow South. south. Just How South. offensive. Well I knew it was Glasgow. I was you lived to... in my constituency I did. at I point. wasn't sure if it was as broad as... Most constituencies in Scotland have weird names. Mm-hmm. Glasgow South is like too easy. It seemed too simple. Anyway, hello. Thanks for coming on. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined again by the Press and Journal's Westminster correspondent, Jennifer McKiernan. Hello. hello. <laughs> Let's start as we always do with this. party horn there because when you see Dennis Skinner's name next to Philip <laughs> Davis is on the list you think this is going to be a PMQ's party <laughs> um
1: was it a PMQ's party Jennifer definitely yeah, it was yeah. Great. um I had a good time listening to Dennis he really does uh, shout with the prime minister quite a lot you know it's <laughs> it was less of a question more of him just berating her for about five yeah minutes, there I was like. no question at all was there <laughs> um
0: Yeah, I mean, he came up, uh, the speaker wished him happy birthday, and he said, I don't like birthdays. I was like, it's a bit grumpy, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, I was sat directly behind Dennis, um, where I often sit, and because of um, where you are in the chamber, I actually couldn't hear most of what he said, but I could see it was the usual aggressive (laughs) body language. And actually, it's kind of... Obnoxious and boring, to be entirely honest. There was no question, as you correctly say. Lots of people like it because it's a bit of fun, but he does it all the time. Uh, mm. He doesn't pick his moments, so I'm afraid it's it, it did nothing for me.
0: Yeah, although surprising that he was um, uh, singing the praises of the Blair administration, basically, which then must be a,
2: a if not a first, then uh, you know one of the few moments he's he's done so. That's very strange. That but really. Jeremy Corbyn's doing that sometimes as well, which you know. He's spent all of his yep. years since then and during then lambasting them, so Making they're all piece. playwrights now. Well, it yeah, seems. because.
0: Uh, in terms of money in the NHS and stuff, everything yeah. was better. It was. Unfortunately, all that money was pretend money, it turned out, it rather was. than real money. That's, yep. that's the problem. Um, and Philip Davis was didn't go on something horribly sexist, which is slightly disappointing, um, that asked a very good question of the Prime Minister, which is kind of what you're supposed to do at Prime Minister questions. So, um, you know, we don't always praise Philip Davis on this podcast. In <laughs> fact, we never praise Philip Davis on the podcast, no. but, you know, fair play to him. Um
2: Jeremy Corbyn, was he good, bad, indifferent this week? It's a funny one because I always get confused why he goes on a Home Office related issue because that's the Prime Minister's strongest brief. Yeah, She knows it inside out. She doesn't read her notes. She actually writes additional notes uh, <laughs> mm. in what to say back. That said it doesn't mean he should seat over that entire policy area just because she's got strong ratings on it. Mm. Um, there are clearly problems in uh, England and Wales uh, with police, with crime. He's right to highlight them. Um, it's just often the style I kind of I kind of tune out because the style causes me to tune out. Again, it's that confrontational, shouty, shouty. Um, I
0: mean, to be fair, you say there's a problem in England and Wales with policing. I believe the Scottish <laughs> Police Commissioner has uh, resigned during PMQs, <laughs> so there's some issues there as well. I mean, I'm not going to claim to be expert in those, but
2: no, but they're they're not the same issues that exist. Where there's rising crime, there's uh, falling numbers and falling. Funding in England and in Wales—that is not the case
1: in Scotland, which is what Jeremy was going on.
0: It was the usual stats fest, wasn't it? It My stats are better than yours, (laughs) blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, but to uh, Corbyn's credit, um, the first question he asked—it was nice, I think, punchy. um, So I appreciated that actually. (laughs) Yes,
0: Um, that's what he needs more than anything as a sub editor, isn't
1: it? And I think overall, he, he did win that exchange, in my opinion. Uh, I haven't really thought about who
0: won because a bit
1: last
0: year I kind of tuned out. <laughs> it was yeah, stats, all, whatever, you know. I think it depends really what
2: you look for. You're right, he started strong for sure. Um, but as is always, is it six questions he gets? Five yeah, questions? Six, six, six questions? As oh, always. have been here long enough now. But this is the thing I zone out so often uh, because it causes me to, because, you know, he starts off well and it goes down and down and down. He does mm. need a sub editor uh, and he does need to learn how to kind of get to the nub of, of the issue in a better way. Uh, than he does, because it's it's a serious and important issue, yeah. credit to him for going on it.
0: Um, we also had uh, job centre closures in Glasgow, yeah. here we go, a specialist
2: subject. Uh, I, uh, I've been given the same speech for over a year on job centre it's closures. It's been a year. It's been over a year, a year in uh, December. It was, yeah. Really? Yep, yeah. Oh, yeah. since we read about oh, it in oh, the papers, so that was how we, they announced <laughs> it.
0: Uh, we had Jed Killen uh, with the remarkable claim that if you forget your password or username, you have to actually go and see somebody in person to then reactivate your universal Unsurprising though, isn't it? Well, I mean, it is surprising. I know, yes, it's unsurprising, but at the same time it is also surprising. Uh, And Alison Thewlis talking about job centre closures in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, It's going to happen though, isn't it? Well, they started
2: to happen. Yeah. Um, the only one we managed to save was one in my constituency in Glasgow, and that was because if you pick a fight with Castle Milk, Castle Milk <laughs> will fight back, and it tends to win. Um, but they did go ahead with one of the other closures uh, in my constituency. So that takes us from 16 job centres uh, down to nine across the city, uh, and they say that they'll be able to guarantee the same level of service. I don't see how that's possible. I don't see how they can claim that, never mind it being possible when... They haven't produced equality impact assessments. They don't know how many disabled people use each job centre uh, and all the rest of it. So we'll be keeping a, a close eye on this as the closure programme starts to roll out now.
0: Is the answer that you have to use the internet instead?
2: The answer is <laughs> you have to use the internet instead. Ignoring digital exclusion in some parts of Glasgow, yep. uh, in the east, for example, is well above 30%. It's quite high in certain parts of my constituency as well, uh, having said that. So I, I, I think it it's... I understand that things need to change with the times. Unfortunately, we weren't offered a a, a debate on how the service can change with the times. It was a straight up, they're being shut.
0: Um, Internet's rubbish, isn't it? I am fed up with the internet.
2: Especially in this building. Especially in PMTs. Just just trying to contact
0: people. Like, my local council's done this. You can't phone them. You can only go on the internet. And their website's always
1: rubbish. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to go on the council website. Terrible. Yeah. Unusable.
0: It's it's a massive... I presume it's a massive saving. It's fairly easy saving for councils, job centres, or whatever. Yeah, but they don't. They just have a rubbish website, and then people don't bother them, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of what the job centre people are doing as well, isn't it? It's just like, oh, go away is essentially their answer. Um... Talking of saving things in your constituency, mm. boom, that's smooth. Ian Blackford, <laughs> yeah. he's been saving things he hasn't, in his constituency. Things. Right. Um, and yes. in
2: other constituencies. Uh, yeah, well,
0: I'll, I want to talk to Jed about this first, because I don't entirely understand this RBS thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Blackford has saved...
1: He saved the day. Ten
0: RBS... <laughs> branches By when there 62, was going yeah. to be forty shots.
1: <laughs> oh no, six sixty two in Scotland. Sixty
0: two shots. Yeah. So yeah, all right.
1: So now uh, we've only got fifty two. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, so nothing to do with forty,
0: but yeah, right, <laughs> I was vaguely in the right ballpark. Um has he? Or has he has he made it better or worse? I mean there's obviously the story in the Daily Mail today saying he actually made it worse. <laughs> um uh, what what is going on here? Alright,
1: there were uh, there were some rumours yesterday that, were, that the Scottish Affairs Committee was trying to get twelve saved. Yes. So if he's if he's messed it up he's, he's messed up. Too.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> right.
1: And there was some fairly public but reasonably unconvincing um, Twitter exchanges between Blackford and Wishart where they were both saying how wonderful each other were. Yes. But behind the scenes, I don't think that is actually how Mr. Wishart feels.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I have heard. And I've also heard that RBS um, have been employing some black arts. I don't really, that's not a legal thing. Black arts, I mean, by PR <laughs> and spin and contacting people and. There's there's lots going on behind the scenes with this. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. um, So from from point of view, um, apparently they are sick of the bad publicity, um, and and, and that's why crashing people's economies. (laughs) then, shouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) The political point scoring. It all came as quite a. I mean, to be fair, I've I've been off for a week. I was only back yesterday. But in in that week, somehow we've gone from a position where. Oh no!
0: You were that. You had the splash this morning, didn't you? Yeah, oh, I just bowl back into it. I just just splash. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> good timing. But <isn't> <laughs> um, yeah, so so at the Scottish Affairs Committee, RBS were absolutely adamant. It was it was a disgrace. They they came in and were just saying no, we don't care. Um, everything's going to be fine. We're going to roll it out. Um, everybody has to go online, and if you can't go online, we'll send you a mobile bank once a fortnight or something like that. Um, and and suddenly suddenly they not talk of free iPads. Free iPads.
0: Yeah, like people are getting the branches getting shut they were going to give out free ipads to some people or something was this
1: right they were talking about marching people to the bank to show them how to how to use mobile Mod- banks well
0: that's that's going to be good for your publicity <laughs> oh i crashed the economy and now i'm going to round up it's people go, them down the street. Yeah. It, it's street.
1: it was quite an aggressive stance mm. um and then all of a sudden they've just uh, capitulated on these on these 10 branches and apparently uh, there's this totally arbitrary rule where um these are branches that don't have another branch within nine miles
0: and I don't only, know why they picked nine miles. They're but. only saved until December anyway. It's a day a, a yeah. of execution rather than any, a, an entire saving. As, and they're going to
1: appoint somebody that they haven't appointed yet and can't tell us anything about, but it's going to be a respected industry body uh, to conduct a rolling review. And here's the really a tricky respected bit. respected
0: industry body from the banking industry? Apparently. There aren't any of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. you know, um, keep, keep tabs on that one. But then, um, yeah... There's really tricky language in it where they're basically saying that they want to look at transactions but the transaction figures were the ones that they wouldn't give us. Um, yes. That's the one that all the MPs were calling for and yes. they said it would be, it would be terrible. It would, be, uh, it would put our staff at risk. It would put our staff safety at risk if, if we were to reveal these transaction figures because it would indicate how much usage it was. <laughs> that face is, is yeah, my face. That is, then, mm. So now, now they are looking at those trans- transaction figures but they're also looking they're to get more people um, I can't remember what the exact phrase was. More products sold, basically, but they said to me oh, that God. was about getting no, more I mean. mortgages. Uh, so basically, everybody uh, has to go to WIC now and and, and sub
0: prime mortgages. Are mortgage. good yeah, let's flog <laughs> some more. That's always worked well before. Let's just make up some mortgages. Does this affect your constituency? Chip?
2: It doesn't affect my constituency, but um, you know, I can remember when Ian was first elected as group leader. Some of our opponents were sceptical about having a former banker <laughs> lead the group. Yeah. It turns out it can actually come in handy, and it I think seem to be quite useful, what yeah. it what it's shown is that some tenacity can pay off. Remember the Prime Minister didn't want to lift a finger and she heads the government that's the major shareholder in RBS. But she hasn't
0: lifted a finger as far as we know, has she?
2: Indeed. Whereas the uh, leader of the Scottish National Party has been running a very public campaign on it in terms of the pressure on RBS and trying to get the Prime Minister to actually do something. She does have some clout in these affairs. So I think it's good progress. Um, It's 10 for now. Um... We hope, and let's see what happens next.
0: Was it wise of Ian Blackford to be pictured with his thumbs up? That picture could come back to haunt him if it, RBS turns around in remember, December and goes, I, oh, actually, we're shutting them all. I've,
2: I've never been a fan of politicians with thumbs up <laughs> pictures uh, with pictures. thumbs up, bad anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, well, yes, for anyone, not just politicians, but I can, uh, you know, I pay real credit to him and to uh, other colleagues who've, who've worked on this, including, to be fair, some in other parties. Um, but the, the real letdown was that the Prime Minister was willing for this just to happen. Talk about it's,
0: it's just ugh, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, we own RBS. End yep. of. tell me. what but to do. But the Prime
2: Minister hasn't so much as asked Ross McEwen in to get an explanation as to why the closures are happening. Yeah. As the major shareholder, you'd think she'd want to at least have that conversation. And now he's
0: going to be appearing before the Scottish Affairs Committee, uh, which is going to be fun, isn't it? Indeed. So, so what is the Scottish Affairs
1: up? Committee doing all the heavy lifting on this? You know, it actually doesn't affect just Scotland; it's across the UK. Well, I think yes, to be true. fair,
2: well, indeed, there's that point. You know, and, and parliamentary committees obviously have certain powers to compel people to come before them, but I rather suspect a, a piece of headed paper from Number Ten Downing Street would cause more alarm uh, than the Scottish Affairs Committee. Uh, summons would, but I look forward to the hearing and see what happens that might not be true I'll never forget the the John McFall hearing when he was chair of the Treasury Committee I mean that that will go down in history when he had Fred Goodwin and all the rest of them before him they were amazing I mean you kind of forget uh, yeah they were proper you know, <laughs> he didn't exactly, miss and hit the
0: wall. It wasn't exactly, you know, uh, cup final stuff. But a lot of people, the nation, did sort of, yeah. to some extent, stop and watch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was <laughs> it was huge. I remember the BBC Parliament figures went through the roof. Yep. John McFall was very proud so of this figure. it falls on
2: to uh, to give the same level of grilling.
0: Uh, oh well, he should take lessons from John uh, McFall. Sure he surely would because John McFall's a very nice man, and he would indeed share his expertise. Indeed, um, talking of Ian Blackford, next deputy leader of the uh,
2: SNP, we shall see. Um, Would you
0: like him to be... Next deputy
2: leader of the SNP, he'd be a very good candidate to be. Um, yeah, no, would you like him to be the next deputy leader of the? Um, committee? yeah, I think he'd be good at it. Um, if Ian decides to throw his hat in the ring, then it's a serious uh, candidacy. It's a positive mm-hmm. candidacy. There's no doubt about that. But this is very different to last time. It is uh, round. You know, uh, we'll, so we'll see who comes forward. The crucial thing I have to say as a member of the SNP's National Executive Committee is we haven't actually set the yes. timetable yet. So, well,
0: when will you set the
2: time? Uh, presumably, we'll do that or. Next meeting at the start of March, but I don't know that for sure. Roughly,
0: a you got an idea what the timetable will be? Will it be? Will it finish to coincide with the uh, the conference in the autumn? I would perhaps, imagine.
2: Or? No, the conference in June. There's a special oh, right. conference in June. Is there? Yes, or? for the constitutional review. So normally we'd have oh, okay. the campaign conference in March, but with there being no May election, yes. there's no point in the campaign conference. So okay. we're having. There's a constitutional review happening already amongst party members, party branches. Uh, we meet to vote on the changes in June in Aberdeen. All right. You should know this. I'm sure you'll be there. And presumably, although it's not set by the executive committee, but presumably that will be when the announcement is made. I would have thought that would make more sense. Hmm.
0: And will your hat be in that? No, will your... Yes, your hat be (laughs) in that particular ring? No, it would be.
2: Why not? I enjoy the brief I'm doing at the minute. Um, I don't think I would enjoy being deputy leader. I think there would be other people who'd be better at it than me. I think what's needed is somebody who can, uh, irrespective of... Frankly, of what Parliament they sit in, somebody who can be a serious deputy to the first minister, somebody with a track record of delivery within the party over many, many years, um, far longer than I can uh, put in, uh, and I'd also see somebody who can oversee the changes that will be coming at the conference in June to get us in tip-top shape for any potential snap election and any future independence referendum. What if? So I will not be going forward.
0: For what it. if lots of your MP chums said, "Gosh, you're go Gonna do it. Uh, I doubt that be would
2: No, I couldn't be persuaded.
0: Um, <laughs> who's it gonna be, Jen? Um,
1: well, I, I was talking to you before about uh, how I quite rate Joanna Cherry. Um, yeah. And also, and this is this is not anything that's been <laughs> put to me yet, but um, I'd like to see after after PMQs today, Alison Thulis put her uh, put her hat in the ring. I wish there was another phrase I could think of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if, if you're looking for somebody um, to connect with uh, with the with the membership. Yeah. I think she's a very, very strong campaigner. She's already proven yeah. her mettle in that.
0: Uh, she's an interesting... Uh, not being talked about as an obvious candidate, but I think you're right, it we'll would make a good candidate, absolutely.
1: I uh, tried to get Alison to
2: stand for the deputy leadership of the group... Uh, last year. Yeah. In fairness, I also told Kirsty Blackman to stand, and I told the two of them I had said to each individual <laughs> to stand. because I thought, "Oh, I so you knew you were your candidate
0: would win one way or another." Yeah, that's why it's not politics. Isn't he? He's good at <laughs> politics, game, isn't he? Peter Mandelson, I'm not. Um,
2: <laughs> but I think there is another important element to all of this. Uh, in addition to everything I've just said and what you would want from a, a deputy leader, uh, I think we need to get the balance and geography right as well. Uh, so I'd be a bit concerned about somebody so close to the constituency of the First Minister, which overlaps my own constituency. Um, I think an important point was made in Angus's resignation letter that there is a balance to be struck. There are places where we've lost seats in rural Scotland, Mm -hmm. places where those Mm. Scottish Parliament majorities are not what they once were. Uh, I think that has to be a factor in considering it as well.
0: Is that more important than where the candidate sits in terms of Hollywood or or Westminster? (sighs) The constituency is perhaps more important?
2: Yes, but I think it's only important up to a point. I'm not saying it's a deciding factor, um, but I think it's something worth thinking about. Can we get somebody who who understands the politics and the organisational politics uh, of those rural constituencies? Deputy Leader is largely an internal post. Occasionally you're put out in front of the cameras to do some talking for the party where the First Minister doesn't do that. Uh, but I think we can't lose sight of where we've gone down a bit uh, across Scotland. We are the national party of Scotland who, uh, that seeks to represent everybody. So that has to be in there amongst the calculations.
1: So are you are you arguing for a, a working class uh, candidate to come through of been reading about that this morning.
2: I'm not arguing for any class of candidate. I want the best uh, person to come forward. Uh, we've got a working class First Minister who comes from Irvine, uh who has, through enormous hard work and determination over more than 20 years, become First Minister. Uh, I think what I want is somebody who can credibly be her deputy, somebody who gets the party as a track record of organising in the party, who can be trusted to implement the constitutional review that will come up, and get us in shape for a future referendum. And you seem to look confused by all of well, that. You basically
0: you've you've taken a bit of hammering in the northeast of Scotland. Yeah, to say from your your traditional heartland. So maybe somebody who's been an MSP and been an MP. Maybe somebody. Maybe somebody who. Has an audience ready-made from maybe having a TV programme, perhaps? (laughs) Somebody with a track record? I think we know where we're going here. It's Alex Salmond, isn't it? Alex Salmond for deputy leader.
2: (laughs) I think it has to be a parliamentarian. Uh, Alex clearly has an enormous contribution still to make to Scottish politics, despite no longer being in parliament. Um, I think it does have to be a parliamentarian. We're a party of government. We've had in the past deputy leaders who have not been parliamentarians, but... I think we're, we've well moved on from that uh, time.
0: Mm, I suppose the trouble is... Isn't I it? mean, we've is got it? the
2: two largest parliamentary groups in Scotland, and there's lots of talent yes. to choose from.
0: Uh, yeah, although... It exc- could also
2: be a councillor. The rules don't, don't, uh, yeah. don't exclude local government mm. members, but I, I suspect it will be a parliamentarian. Who have
0: you got in the North East? Because you have taken a hammering there, yeah, that's a trouble. Your talent um, pool—there well, may be a talent pool, but the talent pool. I mean, I'm not saying the has been limited. I'm not saying yeah, they I'm just have to the who's from there a possible, possible but, candidate but, from there. But, I mean, yeah. there's Kirsty obviously, Kirsty Blackman obviously, but she's there's people like Kirsty Blackman, she's uh, Aberdeen, uh, so she's city. Know, yeah, Kevin
2: Stewart. There's people like Kevin Stewart, Kevin Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. Is he? Absolutely. He's a <laughs> A minister, a <laughs> uh, former leader of uh, Aberdeen Council. Was he not in the Associates um, or something? Practically it? brought it back from bankruptcy uh, no. from when Labour uh, used to run it. It
1: um, was a lovely quote, actually. It was a snowflake away from bankruptcy when I took over.
2: Snowflake? <laughs> there you go.
0: Oh, did you have to pay for snowflakes in Scotland, <laughs> So there's,
1: there's, there's lots of people uh,
2: to, to choose from. They might not be obvious at this stage, but it has to be somebody, I think, who's got that track record within the party of organising and... and You know seeing through change.
0: Right bear with me. This is not that clunky a gear change Um, Does it have to be a man? to balance no, the ticket
2: no I don't think it does I don't think it does
0: would it be good if it was two ladies because we had a suffragette anniversary
2: yesterday yeah I, 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 I see no reason why it couldn't be two women
0: um, suffragette anniversary was brilliant wasn't it it was very exciting did you go to the do last night
1: I didn't um, but I did uh, wonder. Well, around well you're a rubbish
0: suffragette
1: you're a disgrace eddies. to womankind <laughs> oh,
0: that's awful I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> I went and
1: found the plaque uh, for ah, Emily yes. Wilding Davidson Emily interesting. Davidson, she's interesting
0: I don't know, okay. uh, yeah, anyway, that's a different podcast about Emily Wilding Davidson
1: Was she just a nutter?
0: Oh, is she was she like a really great, brave heroine? I think she's probably somewhere in between. I'm always, She's well, a fascinating she's, character.
1: I don't think she meant to get
0: run over by horse. Yeah, well, we, that's <laughs> the general consensus these days. But of course, traditionally, she did throw herself under the horse, was the, was the, the narrative. I, I don't know what the, the truth is. I probably need to read more books about it. Um, were you involved in the suffragette? Were you wearing green, white and purple yesterday, Stuart? Uh,
2: I didn't wear green, white and purple yesterday. I did, You're a rubbish I suffragette. You hate women, you do. <laughs>
0: I, I, could go, I could go somewhere <laughs> uh, but I
2: won't uh, I didn't but I thought it was a good day I followed lots of it uh, around the state and on Twitter uh, sent a tweet out with some uh, political women who I enjoy spending time with and worked with over the years um, you know it's been, a, it's been a good it's been a good moment for it I think
0: yeah it was a good day um, and we've got a whole year of events and celebrations Indeed. to come to look forward to um, just a couple more things Stuart are you a mason? A what? a mason We've been, there's
2: been news about the masonic well if I was I wouldn't tell you exactly yeah. <laughs> no I'm not there's been all this news about masonic yeah, exactly. lodges I, I, I thought I, I, I might catch you out there I realise that oh. no I don't think they'd have me to, to be to like honest yeah I'm intrigued by this. do you
0: know any masonic um, people um, in parliament do you
2: know who is a mason not, I'd imagine some of the DUP members Well, bound to be some of the lords true. probably no I'm idea. not that worried about the masons to be honest some, he of, he the does, giants. Giants. some of the journalists <laughs> probably did Chris Mullen not do a big thing on the masons way back when he was yeah. an MP. Ah, right. I read his diaries and he had a big thing about, you know, the into judges and senior police and all the rest of it. Have it's you been ever been asked to be a police? Uh, no, I thought well, you, a bit of a bit you of a... don't get asked, do you? Oh, yeah,
1: I thought they'd come to you give me a seat a you a handshake and
2: say, Do you want to join our like club? MI5? I don't know, it's never happened to me. I feel slightly. <laughs> no. you know. I'm a homosexual, that must come for something. Well, that's true, that's not going
0: to, yeah. Um, it's no not chance. that exclusive. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> I'll so. get asked before you do, I think, on that basis. That's why it <laughs> on that. Is worrying. I, I don't know, maybe Masons are really actually because welcoming. I don't know. If, if,
1: if you look at what the Masons have done in the police force, I think. Um, that there were reports out and they were saying that listen, every time we tried to make progressive changes to get more women, more ethnic minorities, you know, yeah. be more welcoming to um to gay people, um it was the bloody Masons who were who were stopping it all. So that that's why they're mm. the worry. Yeah, no, absolutely well, okay. and I especially if, if you don't even know who it is.
0: Well, that's true. I've got I, some guesses. I don't... have you who?
1: Oh, can <laughs> oh, nearly caught you. Um, I don't know. They just, some, they just treating... me as a bit
0: funny. You know, they roll their trouser legs up oh. and they put swords through the nipples or something. They're a funny <laughs> handshake. I don't know. They're kind of funny. But maybe they're not. Maybe they should be taking them far more seriously.
1: It's a, it's a we'll whole argument about boys', off. They're boys they're clubs. you be careful. You know, yeah, the old watch, boys watch network. You know? <laughs>
0: didn't, didn't the Masons do the Da Vinci Code? Aren't they behind that? <laughs> <laughs> the the are not they? I have <laughs> <laughs> never read it or watched it or anything. Was it not the Masons that were responsible for? No, that was the, the Illuminati. Illuminati. Oh, I thought the, oh, the Masons
1: involved somehow? I think they are. Yeah. Possibly, it's linked.
2: Um, no
0: idea. <laughs> Wait, so we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to the Masons. <laughs> um, they're doing a very good job of being secret, aren't they? Um, let's finish with. He says getting his reaching into his big bag of jingles in a really smooth way. I love your questions. I love your questions. I love your questions. Any idea who the vocalist is on that? Any guesses?
2: No, but did you do your own symbols? It's an MP. (laughs) It's it's an MP! It's an MP, yeah. Marion Fellows. No.
0: Oh. Um, I'll leave that it has been guessed if you were regular listeners you'd both know which you know that's how I find Come out, out. Um, I love your questions Jed Killen set mm. a question two weeks ago which was what is going to be the big political moment of 2018 there's been so many mad political things happening in the last few years um, you know I don't think you can really win this one because probably we don't know what it's going to be but what mm. do you think what can you see coming down the line that you think will be the big political moment this year
2: Possibly an election. Really? Yeah. Do you really think there'll be an election? I think there might be. It's not out with the realms of possibility. How do we get there? Uh, well, it's going to be Brexit, isn't it? That's the existential issue for the government. Um, I mean, I did previously think it would be post twenty nineteen, March twenty nineteen. Yeah. I mean, this can't go on. Just this can't go on.
1: But it keeps tracking on.
2: You know, they could change prime minister. The, the, they could change prime minister. I don't know what that solves. You know, the, the kind of political decay is, is deep and spreading fast. Uh, and as, just, I don't see how this continues with any credibility. Would you welcome a general election? Uh, I don't think the public would thank us for it, to be entirely honest. Uh, well, yeah, but given uh, the
0: SNP took a bit of a hammering last time, well, I. Well, let me come to the politics
2: it. in a minute. Personally, no, because I'd be knackered and I wouldn't and you've sleep. You've got a majority for, of you know, eight or something, 2,000 Oh, sorry. <laughs> which is big in the current <laughs> context. Is, yeah, sorry, I've, I apologise um, completely. I'd it up with almost I, I think politically speaking, you know, the polls look good for us. Uh, I'm not convinced that. Uh, that would narrow in an election campaign. Uh, I think there is undoubtedly challenges for Mm. us 11 years in government this year. Uh, But I think we'd still come out on top as the largest party.
0: Okay. Um, Got any thoughts on this one? What's going to be the big issue this
2: year? Do you think it'll be a general election? I'm not sure
1: about a general election. Um, I think think a leadership change in the summer.
0: I don't know. I suppose... Yeah, I suppose... Uh, it's got to be if it's not an election it's got to be something in the autumn hasn't it as the, the Brexit deal firms mm. up uh, um, and becomes clear and then it's got to be run past the European Parliament and all the various Femin regional parliaments and local f- and national <coughs> parliaments that are, there might be something might blow up then but um, as I say I the last few years in, anybody's guess.
2: I think it could come in the back of say a no confidence vote in yeah. the government in which maybe people like Anna Soubry and others abstain.
0: Ooh, ooh. Well, but right. I don't know. But that could also follow a leadership change. If we get if uh, as yeah, prime minister, yeah, then she's yeah. far more likely to abstain. Let's uh, add to the chain. For I love your questions. Uh, in two weeks, the guest will be Paul Sweeney, mm. another Glasgow MP, man who can build aircraft carriers with his own bare hands. That's got to annoy you, you're a defence spokesman. No, that's got, to, that's got to annoy you. They've got a man who actually
2: builds. He builds them himself. Indeed uh, the what Procurement is, your question? is only one part of defence He doesn't procure them Of course He makes them himself Yeah they can't be or built he Unless they're procured,
0: No he builds James. them himself That's what he says
1: <laughs> At home
0: I think I mean I haven't said that publicly But that's the impression I get Has <laughs> he said that
1: at all? Uh, well, he kind of gives
0: that impression sometimes um, What's your question For Paul Sweeney
2: is he going to stand to be deputy leader of the Scottish Labour Party?
0: Good one. Because
2: you've got two deputy yes. contests this year, not just one. Well, it
0: says a lot that everybody's kind of forgotten about the Labour one. <laughs> um, yeah, Indeed. that'll be an interesting... Uh, intri- oh, anyway, Right, we'll talk about that with him <laughs> in two weeks, whether that should be a woman and balance tickets and all that sort of stuff. Um, OK, we'll pass it on in two weeks. Come back in two weeks for... Uh, I might even listen to that one. Well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. In the meantime... I listen every week. Yeah. Um, okay I'll say thank you to my guests thank you to Stuart thank you to Jennifer um, come back next week for a um, Brexit Breakdown podcast a UK and a Changing Europe Brexit Breakdown podcast which the guest is uh, Baroness Angela Smith you can hear about all oh, what the lords are going to do to the Brexit bill um, and come back in two weeks for a Political Yeti's politics podcast in the meantime you can get me uh, politicalyeti at gmail.com at politicalyeti on Twitter or the website is james-miller.com thanks for listening